Hello, SHS. Welcome back to the Pony Express podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Allison. In this podcast, we will be discussing the 2020 Beijing Winter Olympics and the many controversies surrounding the Games this year, including the human rights violations surrounding China and the U.S. diplomatic boycott. During this podcast, we will be joined by Sophia Lamming, a member of the Sewar Varsity Figure Skating Team, who will share her thoughts on the Olympics and has some insight to shed on the doping scandal in women's figure skating. The 2020 Winter Olympics were held in Beijing, China. This year's Winter Olympics were notable for many reasons, not the least that the Games fell on Chinese Lunar New Year. This year's Games also happens to fall in the middle of the Omicron COVID-19 pandemic, which is evident in the numerous safety measures taken by those in the Olympic Village. The most notable thing about China hosting the Winter Olympics is the human rights violations and abuses of the Chinese government. Politically, the Western world watches Hong Kong and Taiwan, as the Chinese government has made it clear that it intends to reunify with both of them. However, most of the focus is on Xinjiang province in northwest China. Xinjiang is home to 12 million Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and other Muslim minorities who have been systematically oppressed and persecuted by the Chinese government. Due to these developments, much of the Western world, including the U.S., has decided to politically boycott the Winter Olympics to send a message to the Chinese government. Most countries, however, are still allowing their athletes to compete in these games, so many human rights activists have claimed that a diplomatic boycott is simply not enough to send a message. Sophie Richardson, the director of Human Rights Watch China, has said, It is not possible for the Olympic Games to be a force of good, as the International Committee claims, while the host government is committing grave crimes in violation of international law. A more recent development at these Winter Games is the doping scandal regarding women's figure skating. Camilla Valieva, a 15-year-old ROC figure skater, received a positive test for the illegal substance TMZ, an endurance-enhancing drug. Her positive test immediately threw the skating world into a frenzy as she was instrumental in the ROC's gold medal in the team event, and it was the gold medal favorite going into the women's individual event. Despite the positive test, the International Court of Arbitration ruled that since Valieva is a minor, she was protected under the law and that she would be able to compete in the women's individual events. However, if she placed in the top three, there would be no medal ceremony. Looking at what happened in the women's event, Valieva put down an amazing short program, but did not do well in the long program, and fell into fourth. Instead of an ROC podium sweep, the podium instead consisted of ROC Anna Sherbakova, ROC Alexandra Trusova, and Japan Kariori Sakamoto. Now, please welcome our guest, Sophia Lamming, a member of the Stillwater Varsity Figure Singing Team. Welcome, Sophia. Okay. It should be All right. Uh, thank you for being on this podcast. You're welcome. Um, so this podcast is about the... Uh, Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. Okay. And kind of everything that's going on. So have you been watching and enjoying the Olympics? Yes, I have. And I've been watching it with my parents, like, as much as we can. Mainly figure skating. Yeah. Um, so what's been your favorite sport you've seen? Well, yeah, definitely figure skating. I mean, we watched, like, the skiing one a few times, but mainly just figure skating. Nice. Uh, okay, so the Winter Olympics are held in Beijing, China, which 
obviously is a controversial place to hold the Olympics, given the uh, human rights abuses in many parts of the country. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, like, I think it's cool that they had it there, but I know it's, like, kind of controversial, but I don't know. I think it's cool that they had it there. I don't really have an opinion on this. So, there were, most of the Western countries um, politically boycotted the Winter Olympics. So, Mm -hmm. like, the U.S. didn't send any diplomats or government officials to the Games. However, they still allowed the 200-plus athletes to compete. Um, does what type of message does that send? Um, I mean, I guess it shows that the U.S. like doesn't want to be a part of like that specific like the Western countries, but um, yeah, I don't really. You don't know. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, from what I felt about it, it kind of sends a message that, like, it sends a pretty weak message, in my opinion. Okay. So it's, like, the whole point of the Olympics is to, like, showcase, like, your country. Yeah, that's and true. And by, like, still allowing the athletes to compete kind of says, I don't like what you're doing, but this is still... Like, what you're doing is still not important enough for me to, like, completely pull out. Yeah, that's true. Which is that makes a pretty weak message, in my opinion. Uh, so, did you watch the opening ceremony? I did not watch the... Well, I watched, like, clips of it, but I did not watch, the, like, the whole thing. So. Uh, did you, like, see the, uh, I think it was the Washington Post, like, China correspondent making comments during the entire time? Have you seen that or no? No, okay. I did not see that. Okay, because there's like during one of the live like coverages of it, there was a correspondent who covered who has covered China for like twenty five years, just like commenting on like what each individual part of the opening ceremony like mm-hmm. might represent. There were some obviously political statements in that opening ceremony. Most of there were, yeah. Most of it was centered around like COVID, okay. like trying to unify after COVID, except then probably most. Political statement was the final torchbearer. Oh, was part of the uh, Uyghur population who is currently being persecuted by the Chinese government. So that was an interesting different. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting statement. What do you think of that statement? Um, I mean, that's definitely like interesting, kind of like opening. I guess I don't. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, the whole opening ceremony was, like, it was a good, it was, like, CGI and the, like, the the technology involved in it is amazing. It's just, yeah. you have to look, sometimes you have to look past the visuals and be like, what are they actually trying to say? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so, looking into the future, there's obviously going to be more Olympics. There's, like, LA 2026. There's, like, I think... Tokyo again, which is oh really? Yeah, but um, like countries who are known to have like human abuse violations, such as China or like Russia or maybe on that list, should they be allowed to host the Olympics? Honestly, I I would feel like no because I just I don't know why you would want your 
country to be represented, like if it's a part of that, like that just is uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's also hard because the Olympics are a huge burden on the country. Like you have to prepare logistics. You have to. So countries, it seems to me that countries that want to host the Olympics are countries that want to make some sort of statements and who also happen to have human rights abuses like China. Like China desperately wants to like show the world that we're not all bad. Yeah. But like they're bad. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So and then the IOC can't do much because if no one wants to host no one but like one person wants to host the Olympics the Olympics is dead. Yeah. So, last question. So, you, I'm sure, saw the Camilla Valley oh, scandal. Yes. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on that? Okay. Um, this is also very controversial. Like, I know that she's 15, but I don't think that she should have been able to compete. She took someone's spot. Like, that just is really, I don't know. Like, they totally, I know that she's, like, younger, and she isn't held responsible for that. But, like, at the end of the day, she disobeyed the rules and she shouldn't be able to compete. Yeah. I mean, we're going into the short program, she was the middle contender. And yeah. then she did amazing in the short program. Um, and then because she was amazing in the short program, they allowed 25 instead of 24 people who advanced to the pre-skate. So that was a little annoying. And then yeah. the ruling from the from the international um, judge, whatever it is, um, ruled that if she placed on the podium there'd be no ceremony. However, she did not medal. Okay. Yeah, I know that she didn't medal, but I didn't. Yeah, I think she ended up in fourth. Okay. But that's still kind of been... She still took someone's spot. Yes, especially from, like, I mean, probably not someone from Russia, since, to be honest, they probably all have something. Oh, yeah. Blood, but, like... Anyone else at the Olympics, I'm sure it was so hard for them mm-hmm. like, go out on the ice knowing mm-hmm. that someone who they're competing against was there potentially on illegal standards. Yeah. Did you see the final standing for the women's? For the women's what? This... The, just the whole event after the long program. Yeah. So it was Shibakova, Chisova, uh-huh. Sakamoto. Yeah. Did you see... Uh, Jusova's hissy fit. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I mean, I feel bad for her because didn't she land like five quads? Yeah, I believe In so. her program. Yeah. And like, ugh, I don't know. I do feel bad for her though, but I'm like, at the same time, you're at the Olympics, you got a silver medal. <laughs> Personally, I would be happy about yeah, that, like, but I understand. Which well, part. I also put that for Anna because mm-hmm. like no one congratulated her I know. in five minutes. I know. It's just like she's the Olympic champion. Yeah. Like, give her some love, please. And then I know. And then because Camilla didn't medal, there was a medal ceremony, and Sakamoto looked so happy. I know. I feel like I saw this. Um, I saw this post that said like the people that get third or, like, get the bronze medals are always the happiest. And I feel like that's, like, really true. Yeah. Like, they're just happy that they placed. Yeah, and I think that she was also, well, not relieved, but, like, happy that she yeah. medaled with three Russians, who are except that they yeah. got a Swiss at the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. How do we stop this? I don't know. Stop. Thank you, Sophia. From what we have heard, China hosting the Olympics is controversial, with some people feeling quite strongly about it and others not caring about it as much. Many political statements were made before and during the Games, and it is uncertain what the future of the Olympics will look like. The next Olympics are the Summer Olympics, which will be held in 2024 Paris, France. This wraps up the podcast on the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Thank you, Sophia Lamming, for spending your time with us here today. And thank you, audience, for listening to the Pony Express podcast. This was Jasmine Allison signing off from the Pony Express.